0: Welcome, podcast, to episode 15. Connection is the theme in this conversation with Stephen, and it was a little different than I was expecting. At the start, it's a description of connection. The important thing to remember on this one is what it isn't, and it's definitely not about having things in common. We go on to discuss the importance of having a real connection, vital for influence. And then we discuss why and how it's important to have a strong connection with yourself. I wasn't expecting connection to go so internal. I thought it would all be about you know, connecting with different people and teams and in sales conversations, etc. But Stephen explains that once you connected properly with yourself, there are a number of benefits on how you can connect with others. And also, he goes on to say about Once you've got that connection with yourself, you can develop and use a cast of characters that you admire to improve your performance every day. There are a few proper light bulb moments for me in this chat and some real surprises. I did enjoy the conversation on heroes and their characteristics and we carried on chatting about it at the end and I've left a little bit in where Stephen mentions a Scottish hero which made me laugh. So... I hope you enjoy this one too. Let us know if there are any comments on our email address, podcast at coachpro.online. I'll be back at the end. Until then, here comes the cheesy music. And one of these zombie programs, is there anybody out there by the, by the time we finished? Anyway, Edinburgh, Holland, Connected, see what I'm doing there? And today, the topic we're going to explore is Connect and Connections. And the reason this one's come up is it comes up a lot as a word. We talk a lot about the importance of connections to so many different things. I thought it was was a good idea, Jen. just to put it out and put it under the microscope for a bit. You up for that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, connect, it's one of these words that gets thrown around a lot. And so I know know that a good place to start then is to get a better and clearer agreed definition of it, a real definition of it. So when we say the word connect
1: or connection –
0: what should we be thinking about that this really means and what does it not mean?
1: Yeah, well, the thing about connection and the thing that's most confused with is having something in common. And that's not the same as having a connection. You know, so on a personal level, you and I might have been born on the same street. That doesn't mean to say we're connected. It just means we have something in common. You know, we may work for the same business. We have something in common. It doesn't mean to say we have a connection.
0: Okay, so this is why you're pulling this out, because you use that word connection all the time to mean what you've just said. So you have shared connections on LinkedIn and on social media. You're right. Oh, we have a connection is we have something in, in common. We have something we can both talk about. We can both. Okay. But if we can both relate to something, so it, it, for example, if we did live on the same street and we have some of the same shared memories, does that still not qualify as as a as a connection? It's just something we have in common?
1: It's, it's something we can share. It's something we both have. But to have a connection is for me to be understanding what that means to you and for you to understand what that means to me so that there is a genuine connection between us not just something we were both there at the time. So we might have shared memories. We might have, you know, common feelings or a common understanding of what happened. But that connection is something more than just having something in common. You know, LinkedIn connections, of which I have many, I have then a lot in common with a lot of these people. You kind of look at, well, how many shared connections do we have? And you have that as a measurement. Now, that's just how many people do we know in common. That's not a measure of connection. Having things in common is great, but having that connection is something more, some real connection to it. OK,
0: so let's go again what the positive bit of connection is, because I'm only thinking at the moment what it isn't. So it isn't this shared, the shared interest, shared common, something I can see that we have in common. It's more than that. Then this is about what you say: understanding
1: how what something means to me. I mean, you. Yeah, it's about meaning. So we can both work for the same organization. Yep. But if I'm really committed to the cause of the organization, if working there has real meaning for me, if it's a something I've got real belief and passion in, but for you it's a job. Although we both have in common that we work there, I will have a greater connection to that business than you will. But for others who also have that same sense of meaning and purpose in what they're doing, I'll feel more of a connection to them.
0: Yes, that makes loads of sense. So actually, that's, that's really clear. And, and you're right. So having things in common isn't a connection, but sometimes it seems to be a starting point towards a connection is that is that where the confusion lies that because we have we share something that can be a good first step into creating a real connection is that so is that where
1: we get lost in, in it it's it's not so much that it gets lost it gets perceived because they are aligned people will perceive i have something in common therefore that's a connection so this is the whole p equals q but not q equaling p type yeah, so what what they get is something in common but they don't get the benefit of having that genuine connection. Okay. So intellectually, they might have something logically that they share, but there's no emotional connection or meaning to it. And that, and that's fine. I have a lot in common with a lot of people. It doesn't mean I'm genuinely connected to them. Okay. But I don't want to misinterpret someone that I just have something in common with and think that is the equivalent of a connection. A connection is, is much more.
0: Okay, so so being connected to someone, to something, to a company, to a purpose, to a vision. I mean, this is where I think now we use the word when we when we talked about purpose a lot. You know, connecting to a purpose. This is that that this is the big thing, isn't it? When you're creating visions and missions, you know, if you want to create that fellowship, that fellowship, and that's connection. It makes total sense when you think of it like that. If you've got a thousand people working in a company and 50% of them are connected to the vision and 50% of them are there for the paycheck, that's a big, big difference between connection
1: and shared space, basically. But that having something in common is a real strong platform in which to build. Yep. And that, you know, common purpose, creating a common ground, what we've all signed up for you know what we've all agreed we're going to do coming from the you know the same country the same city the same village the same town we share something in common we went to the same school or you know we worked yeah. in the same company or in the same industry that's a real good place to use that common ground in which then to identify who you can really connect with yes but it's just understanding that a connection is is quite significantly more than just having something in common okay that's good so
0: Common ground can be a start towards building a connection, but it doesn't mean that you have a connection. Because you're right. I mean, we all look for common ground. Um, When you were just talking about it, I was thinking: uh, if you're on a bus in Asia and suddenly you hear somebody speak in English, you're over the moon and you've got an immediate connection. I'm doing connection with the sort of rabbit's ears because you know you're in the middle of Thailand and suddenly there's somebody from you know, the other end of the country, but you'll suddenly feel a huge connection to them because, you know, you you want to share common ground. However, if I heard that same accent in London, I
1: wouldn't suddenly turn around and go, whoa, you're English. It's just something you have in common. Um And, and, and that's why the connection needs, connections can be so much more. And it's why if you're clear in the difference between connection and something common, You don't have the expectations that you can have with a connection if it's just something you have in common. Okay. So we don't need to both speak in English to create a connection. No. And just because we both speak English doesn't mean to say we're connected. I see what you're saying. So,
0: yeah. Okay. So connection to connect is a good thing. It's a powerful thing. When are you in positions where to have a genuine connection, is the optimal strategy for you i guess is that is that that's sort of the question now so when am i thinking "Uh aha now is the right time for me to be making a connection either to somebody or to something
1: well first of all when you've if you go the what the why then the how okay so the what has been clear in what a connection is as opposed to just having something in common yeah the next question is well why would you want to connect and the main reason why you would want to connect is influence. Okay. Either that you want to influence that person, that business, that idea, that situation, that thing, you want to connect with it to shape it or influence it, or alternatively, you want to be influenced or shaped by it. So that is why we want to connect. So this isn't about connecting with everything, because there's some things that, you possibly don't want to be connected with. But if it's something, someone, some idea, some business, some sense of purpose that you really want to have that connection with, it's because of influence. Either you want to influence it or you want to be influenced by it because it's going to make you better or it's going to make you more rounded or it's going to do something positive.
0: Love that. That makes sense. And that also works with when we're talking about power and influence, we didn't really talk about, some of the real ways that you can extend your influence we talked about the importance of having an influence strategy but this this makes so much good sense so that idea of of wanting to be influenced is a great one isn't it and because we know what that feeling's like is I want to be part of this you know I want the t-shirt I want the logo I want I want this to be something which defines me, which helps define who I am and what I am and what I believe in. That's great.
1: Or alternatively, you want to help define it and shape it. So either you want to influence or be influenced by it, and you can't influence without connection. Okay. Because without that connection, what you're doing is trying to engage from a distance. Yes. So if you want to be a positive influence on someone, you have to, first of all, connect with them. Otherwise, you'll find you're throwing really good advice from a distance, and most of it is not going to land. Some of it will just weather, and some of it will actually get picked up and thrown back at you. So, to have that influence, you need to first of all connect.
0: Yeah, and this is about if you want to make things happen, if you want to change things, if you want to make some, if you want to make things happen, you need to have influence. So, you have to be able to connect to people if you want to get things done. And I think we all want to be part of something. We all want to feel connected to bigger things. I mean, there's, there is that genuine need, isn't there, in the human condition to be part of something?
1: Well, there's the, the concept of tribes and everything and identity like and a whole load of things that are good. And one of the big empowering things about understanding this is that you're then choosing rather than being chosen because you might not understand the reasons why you're being chosen. So, you know, there's an awful lot of social media out there that's kind of sucking people in or preying on the the insecure or preying on, you know, or manipulating people who are in that kind of vulnerable place. This is what you should want. This is where you should need to be. This is the influence you should be looking for. And if you're not looking for that, then you might start, saying, maybe I should. Yes. And this is where you then become susceptible. So this connection, your choice of connecting to be able to influence, to influence it or be influenced by. So if you think of someone going to the gym, if they have a connection, then the influence on them is going to be faster, more sustainable, more effective. If they just have an, a a routine without meaning they have no connection with that exercise they're just doing it i really like that i really like that idea of
0: of positively positioning yourself to be influenced it's it's a great idea and like you just said if you've got a clear sense of your personal idea and what's going to enhance it then you will hopefully choose to be influenced by by the right things for you the right things for you because you know what's right for you okay so if you want so if you want to influence something if you want to help shape something then you need to be able to connect and you connect to something if you want it to help influence you if you want it to help shape you and and your own personal id okay so then the how so how do i begin to to make a meaningful connection so i'm assuming then we're going to do more than remember people's names yeah this is what i'm thinking because originally if you said to me how am i going to connect with people i say you say their name three times in the first minute i'm guessing now we're going to get a bit deeper than than that
1: yeah although you know hey there's little small things that can make the difference and certainly if you want me to connect back with you because connection is a two-way thing then it'd help if you remembered my name i will remember your name do not worry alan those small things can make the difference however there are some at least things that we can cover to be prepared and be confident and have a strategy for making yeah. these connections right? and particularly when in my line of work in coaching or self coaching which you know we, we we promote to get people to it starts with you one of the first things is that to have that connection is on what kind of level? Okay. So there three levels of connection that we'll cover. There's the there's the subconscious and more intuitive level of connection. There's the emotional connection, which then kicks in next, and then the one after that is the intellectual level. Okay. And so if we do this first of all on the basis of with another person, for instance. Okay. The first one is on that um, subconscious intuitive level. So the way I help people create those connections is if the, you imagine who do you admire. Mm-hmm. So who, who would come to mind for you? Who do you admire?
0: Um, the reason I'm smiling, because so I was doing this last night on Coach Pro and it had heroes. That was one of the things. So, so I was like, and I remember we had this conversation years and years ago, and I, I'm pretty sure I said this pretty much the same kind of people I would say now. Alex Ferguson, Nelson Mandela. I also, I was just laughing at myself. I went, really, you need to update
1: your heroes if you've still got Alex Ferguson and Nelson Mandela at the top of your list. I'll go with the ones that you go with, um, and, and we'll, we'll cover what, what that does. But first question is who do you admire? So if you admire Nelson Mandela, for instance, What characteristics in Nelson Mandela do you admire? That genuine statesman-like ability to forgive, to be such a
0: big man, to be able to forgive so many things and people. I just thought not only just forgive them, but then even bigger than that, help these people stand on their own stage and be bigger and better. I just think the size of that man's, or the lack of that man's ego to do the right thing in the most trying of circumstances. Wow. So what characteristics do you believe he had to be able to do that? But the big ones is to be able to do that, that vision, that sense of fairness, this humility obviously massively through there. But genuine I'm assuming love. That's it. You know, to be able to look at all of these people and to just and to have that warmth that he wanted everything to be better for everybody there in that room and beyond. I just think, you know, that's an incredible capacity for for, for love and forgiveness. Yeah.
1: So, Alex Ferguson. What characteristics do you admire in him? Not what he achieved, but the characteristics you believe he had that enabled him to achieve that. And we've touched on it before that ability to
0: keep building and keep going and never be satisfied. I think he enjoyed it. It wasn't that it came from a bad place where he was always, it was, we talked about this healthy dissatisfaction, you know, or constructive dissatisfaction or, you know, he he used it to help him build something. It wasn't in a bad way to to, to punish himself, but it was always creating bigger and better goals. So I think that, that relentlessness, ability to change, but with their goal in in mind all the time. He was going to win, whether it was the seventies, the eighties, or the nineties, or the two thousands. He was going to find a way to win. Creative, interesting, liked to laugh, you know, liked to gamble, liked red wine, but was relentless, relentless in his pursuit of excellence. Yeah.
1: Who else do you admire?
0: I mean, sometimes I look at people I know and, and really and would pinpoint characteristics of them, like my so, mum.
1: So what characteristics come from bravery.
0: People who always seem to have fight
1: in them. Yeah. But bravery. I think bravery is one of the things that I'd really Yeah. So the, the the value in this, and this is about this is the admiration model that we use to create that first of all, that intuitive connection. And it's an intuitive subconscious connection because you might not know these people. But what you're doing is you imagine, and you imagine the characteristics that you admire. Now, to admire, you've got to be able to connect with that. To be able to connect with it, you've got to be able to identify it. To identify it, you've got to be able to see it. To see it, you've got to be able to look for it. And to look for it, you've then got to have it within yourself to recognize it. Okay. To go through that again? To be able to admire, you've got to be able to connect. To connect, you've got to be able to see it. To be able to see, it, you've got to identify it. And to be able to identify, it, you've got to have it yourself. Okay. So? So Nelson Mandela, for instance, 20 people been asked that question, what characteristics do you admire? Those 20 people will come up with 20 different sets of characteristics. Because intuitively what they're doing is connecting with the characteristics they have within themselves. Okay. Because that character, for them to be able to connect with that and admire it, they've got to be able to identify it. To be able to identify it, they've got to have it themselves. So this is where you're creating an intuitive subconscious connection because those are the characteristics you have. I don't know. Gee. It sounds
0: quite self-aggrandizing, That if I'm like, yeah, I've got this, I've got a big vision, love for the world, humility. I mean, that does, I mean, you could ask 20 people and I could tell you what, not one person would say, that's how I'd describe Warren.
1: (laughs) Well, this is about the, you're connecting with the things you admire. That's what's coming in because that's what you're connecting. You're not going to be able to admire something that you can't see. Now you might be able to see something that you think you don't have but that's just because you're not connected to it. And this is about connection. So that first level is using that, How would, what they admire in others that helps me connect with my own. So is that, I get it.
0: So even, yeah, so there's a way of, let's say, again, scoring myself, which is probably the wrong way of looking at it. If I'm giving, let's say, Nelson 100 and I'm giving myself three, just to to sort of put it in, the fact is that some people don't even have that scale for that quality in in, in their locker because for them that's not an important thing to either have or to build on. But well, they might call it
1: something else.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it's a it's not a bad thing or a good thing, but I understand the, the
1: connection might be to something else. And and first of all, what this is doing because it all starts with you as an individual. So if we do this operational management strategic levels of learning, at an operational level, first of all, it's to understand that what we admire in others is a projection of what we're connected to inside. Okay. Because you have to have it to be able to admire it. It's why fundamentally good people get taken advantage of by bad people because they didn't connect with the risk. And it's why bad people don't feel so bad about taking advantage of the good people because they did not really connect with the good. So to exercise that at an operational level, it's first of all to start thinking, who do I admire? Because intuitively, that is going to connect you. Now on the negative, if you think who do I hate and why do I hate them, you're also connecting with that inside as well. So this is about creating the positive connection.
0: Yeah. I think that identity is the key thing, isn't it? It's the fact that you've got that vocab in your head for self-awareness is that's why it comes out, isn't it? That's so, yeah, I I shouldn't get carried away and think that, you know, I've got a mini Nelson Mandela inside me is basically is what you said is the way I draw him crayons that I'm using are the same crayons I used to define myself internally. And somebody else next to me may also say, yes, He's a hugely impressive character, but he's using felt tips. He's using a different way of drawing that same impressive picture because he draws himself in a different way.
1: Yeah, and look, if if you admire someone's confidence, it might be that you've just become disconnected from your own confidence. It might be a crayon that you've not used for some time, but it's enabling you to connect that it's in there. I I use this as a kind of, if I'm, if I'm doing client events and you end up going to the, the dinner in the evening, it's, it's always a kind of popular during the dinner talk around the table, right? Who do you admire? What characteristics? Because literally everyone around the table is saying, here's the characteristics I have, whether I show them or not, whether I'm, whether I'm disconnected from them or not, these are the characteristics I've got. And you'll get people who will come up with, the Nelson Mandela's and Barack Obama's and, and all the other people to come up with. And people will say, well, I wouldn't see that characteristic. I would have said this, or I would have said that. Now the important thing is, is that's everybody making their own connection, but it's connection to the characteristics, not just what that person may have achieved, but the characteristics that enabled them to achieve that.
0: That's great. I'm guessing this is why some stars are so big because they get to that tipping point where everyone starts to project different characteristics onto them or from them of what they're doing. And and because I've got, I now think this movie stars just like me because,
1: and this uh, and the person next to me saying, no, they're just like me because. And so on an operational level, it's about being aware of who you admire and importantly, the characteristics you admire within them. Okay. And what that's going to do is help you become more connected with yourself so that you can be of more positive influence on yourself because you're creating that connection with yourself. Okay.
0: So as part of the inner work, which I should do this exercise properly, really have a look at it, write this down and then just understand that these are obviously therefore important to me and understand that they're important to me. And, and, and then and how do I then? Bring in, like if I say,
1: you know, resilience, for example. Of So at an operational level, be aware of who you admire and the characteristics, and that will help you connect. The next level of your development is into your your self-management. And that's you saying, right, who else do I admire? How do I broaden that out? You know, most people will go either family and friends or the people they work with, or they'll go, famous people, whether they're into films or whether they're into politics or whatever they're into, is to manage your portfolio of people. So you're managing to create as many connections internally as you can using these people as a vehicle. So who else could I admire? And looking at the people you work with, the people you relate to, the people, you know, the, whose music do you listen to? Whose movies do you watch? Whose books do you read? Even what characters and and stories that you can relate to, but looking beyond what they're doing or not doing and more into what's the characteristics. And what you're doing intuitively then is connecting with yourself on more levels. Okay. Now, the strategic level of the development that follows on from that is it gives you the ability to never have to travel on your own. Because then you can say, well, I've got a specific situation. Who would I admire most in that situation? And what would they tell me to do? (laughs) Yes. Because they're not going to tell you what to do, but you intuitively are going to connect with what you think they would say based upon your characteristics. So when I have to do public speaking, when I have to run team events, when I have to run conferences over four days, People are not going to hang around for the same guy being up there for four days. So I have to bring what I call my my board with me. So I create a, a board in my mind. Who am I going to need for the funny bits? Who am I going to need for the storytelling? Yes. Who am I going to need for those kind of pivotal, strong, hold the silence moments? That's great. So who do I bring with me? And we do, I mean, we talk about when we say we're channeling our
0: inner... I mean, I've one of my oldest school friends, he's always one of those annoying guys who would charm mothers, you know, with, you know, I didn't know you had a sister. But actually, the moment I started to appreciate it and you were able to channel some of this stuff yourself, you know, I'd be channeling my inner mark. But there's an appreciation then, isn't it? So this is what you mean by the management of it, is you actually start to look around you and start to connect with all the... You know, different levels of things you admire about people. They're really good at that. They're able to do that really well. You know, I love the way that they've managed to get the whole room together. I love the way that they manage to, to bring a smile to people's faces. I love the way they always remember everyone's
1: birthdays. It can be... Yeah, but importantly, it's the way they do it. It's the characteristics. It's not just that they can do it and I can't. It's what characteristics that they have that enables them to do it. That's what you can connect on. Because I'm not, I'm not going to be a Barack Obama. I'm not going to be a Nelson Mandela, but those characteristics I can connect with if that is what I need. So that management of it is building your team around you so that you can say, right, I'm, I'm I don't have to go at this on my own. And then at the strategic level, it's then saying, who am I going to bring on to my board of advisors for this particular thing? And anyone who's had to do public speaking who is part of the sane 90% of the world who gets nervous or scared of doing it, well, who do you admire doing it? And what advice would they give you? And intuitively, what you're doing is you're giving yourself that advice, but the key thing of this, you're more convinced and confident because you're hearing it from them than hearing it from yourself. And this is where you're then creating a positive influence on yourself by connecting
0: get that okay so as you say so on the operation level understand that this is it then the manager level is actively look to increase the number of people who have characteristics you you admire and then a strategic is use that you know use that to your advantage what would be the the best use here so again it's like going back to the bad mission impossible example we use. You know, who who's the right person to bring
1: in to, to bring onto the pitch now? Yeah. Whose, whose book should I start reading? Whose stuff should I start listening to? What, what do I really need for this next phase of my life? What would be really cool? What would be good? What would be a benefit? And they're not going to give you the answers, but it's going to give you that intuitive connection to what you can bring to it. When I was a kid playing football, I wasn't playing football I was imagining I was the football star who was my hero at that time yeah because I played better yeah because that you you connected with those characteristics and and that's how you create that first of all that connection with yourself because you will not be able to connect with others to a de- greater degree than you're already connected to yourself okay you can't trust people more than you trust yourself. You can't love people more than you love yourself. You can't connect with people to a greater degree than you're already connected to yourself. So this is really important to have that strength of connection. First of all, knowing that that counts. So manage it. So operationally, understanding yes. that, managing it by building your team, and strategically then selecting whose advice do I really want to take on board? Yeah specifically for this thing, or who might I need? On that management level, I can walk down the street and connect with people who I want to connect with, just happy people. I just see them a happy face. There's no words exchanged. There's not even a look exchange. I just look at them and I think, they look so happy, so content. And in that moment, I'm connected. But I've got to watch out as well, because I might look at some angry, unhappy people as well, and I don't want to keep that connection for too long even though that unhappiness and anger might be in there. But whatever you go looking for, you're more likely to find. You're going to be influenced one way or the other. So you can go out and take your chances to see what the world throws at you. Just remember, most newspapers sell bad news. It sells a lot better than good news. Or you can choose, I'm going to look for positive. Yep. That sounds powerful.
0: It sounds like a lot of hard work as well. It's
1: actually, it's quite fun. You get to pick who you want. You know, it's maybe <laughs> one of the times in your life you generally get to pick who you want. If you don't pick who you want and you switch on Facebook in the morning, they're going to tell you who you now admire. Yes. So, you know, good luck with that. So you get a chance, yeah. you know, and if you don't take that chance, someone else is going to take it for you. Okay. But, you know, you do get to set the menu if you really want to. If, if you're ready to, to want to start taking control of that, it's actually quite fun. You can pick who you want. And there's some really, really interesting people in my boardroom. Some of them I don't even know their name. That's great. No,
0: I like that. That's just be it, isn't it? You should if your boardroom's only got a couple of people in it, or quite, you know, you should go to war with an army of counsellors is is kind of it, yeah.
1: Okay, I remember a guy in business years and years ago when I first starting out said, "Look, what's your plans?" I was telling my plans, and he said, "Look, no matter how big you what you're aiming for, if you think there's any chance of you achieving that on your own, you're not thinking big enough." And who do we really think we are that we think we can do it all ourselves? So bring people along with you, even if they're made up in your head. <laughs> Particularly if you're made up in the head, aren't it? You know, it's. You get to choose that. You don't always get to choose who's in the the actual room, but in that virtual room, <laughs> you can decide. I've got an image now of
0: your virtual green room. I mean, gee, there's <laughs> some party going on there. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Lots of laughs. So this is some good inner work to do. I like this. this and that then helps you do the second bit, which is then the reason you connect internally is so that you can connect better externally. Okay. Because you don't want to be isolated and way in a little world of your own for too long.
0: Okay. Even if it is got lots of fun people. So, uh,
1: so I- oh, well, visit, visit every day. I mean, it's a, it's a cracking place to be for a while to replenish, re-energize, connect with all your strengths, your confidence, all the people who are on your team. Because outside that room in your head, there's maybe people or situations that are not necessarily looking at what's best for you. So you, know, you should visit every day. I guess this is why people have biographies and things like this. Okay. So one of the things to watch out for, just as a little anecdote on that is the people you admire and sometimes admire them from a distance is, is the best thing to be doing. Sometimes not to do too much research. I had a favorite band, one of my favorite bands right up there in the, I like a lot of music, so they're in my top forty bands. But I thought, oh, the lead singer of this brought a book. I'm going to love that. Yeah. And he's not in my boardroom very often anymore, yeah. unfortunately. Um, the perception I had created was connecting to the characteristics within me. Yes. When I found out the truth was not the characteristics I had imagined, okay. I lost connection because I couldn't relate to that.
0: You think back to the old movie stars where they were all pretty sort of two dimensional. There wasn't a lot going to them. I guess that's because they wanted them to be a blank canvas where everyone could imagine 101 different things about them, isn't it? And and even now when there's, you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, then suddenly a a truth comes out and um, your
1: facade gets, gets broken. It's interesting. Okay. And that, that takes us neatly on to the connecting with other people the connection so that you can be of positive influence or be positively influenced is really important Is connecting with people. And sometimes the two extremes, if we think we have a lot in common, we just assume the connection is already there. And often that's not the case Mm -hmm. or because we think we have nothing in common. We can't create a connection. Okay. So
0: this isn't about then being able to, share childhood memories or, or the fact that we've got lots of common reference points. If I want to create a genuine connection with somebody, then what am I looking for the qualities I admire in them? Is that, is this, is this how it works?
1: You're looking for the characteristics that you could admire. Yes. So in my career, I've been asked, and there's typically a reason why I'm asked to sit down with someone and so I'm normally given a bit of a story. It's someone else's perception, or it's the you know assessment report, or it's the history, or it's got to a point where they needs to talk to almost anybody. And some of these people I have known, they've been in the public eye, so I've known them in a, well, I've known what I've known about them in advance. Yes. Uh, others, the story I've been told about them has has painted a picture in my mind. On an initial level, I'm thinking I have nothing in common with this person. And even more than that, I don't like what they do.
0: Or I really don't
1: like how they do it. And sometimes I don't like what they do, and I also don't like how they do it. In fact, that's someone I really wouldn't want to be in the same room as. However, professionally, I'm there to help. Yes, I'm there to be of positive influence. Therefore, I have to have that connection. Otherwise, I'm going to go in there and throw really good stuff from a distance, knowing that it's not going to be of positive influence, but at least I can point the finger at that. Okay. So this is a good reason and why you
0: need to be able to, to learn how to connect to, to anyone in short, because it could be anybody you need to influence or, or, or you want to be influenced by.
1: One of the key things in that as well, Warren, is that some people are under the misconception that time creates a connection. And all it does is give you a little bit more in common that we're still meeting up and we still don't have a connection for both of us. We have that in common. We're both hugely That This ability, this awareness of how to create that connection and the importance of connection, it means you go in expecting to make that connection. Yes. And you're not making that connection at an intellectual level. You're not even making it an emotional level. You're going deeper than that where there are no barriers, which is at a subconscious level. Okay. So when I'm working with someone who I I really have either no idea or I already have ideas, I need to get beyond that by asking the question, what can I admire about this person? Yeah. And therefore, for me, even if I totally disagree with what they do and why they do it and how they do it, I might be able to admire the determination to follow through in what they believe. I was reading something recently about
0: the um, polarisation in, in politics, and there was this woman who, she, she'd married her wife on the first day it was allowed in her state in the US, and she was friends with somebody who had lots of views which were diametrically opposed to her. And she was part of an organization where they were trying to help people to talk to people who they wouldn't normally do. And that was what she'd found. She said, I admire the, how he stands up for the views he really believes in. And as far as he's concerned, he's protecting his community. Now, what how he's doing it, she wouldn't do, but that's exactly what she found. That's how she had to find it. She had to go through those layers until she said, I admire that he is actually community-minded. And he's brave enough to stand up and to, and to try and to protect them. You're right. She probably had to go through a few different layers to, to find that.
1: But if your starting point, if you really want to influence, your starting point has to be, and I would, I would advise us before you even step into the room, before you even shake hands with the person or sit down for the first time, you're already in that place saying, what can I admire about this person? Yeah. And if you're looking for it, you'll find it. If subconsciously you're just going in and your emotions are looking for all the reasons to justify why you don't already like them, you'll also find all those reasons. Exactly. It just depends on where you're pointing yourself. And if you're pointing yourself into what can I admire, you then have the option to influence. Yes. Otherwise, you're eliminating that opportunity.
0: Yes. That's really good, isn't it? And it makes so much sense. You know it automatically that you go in there determined, you know, the confirmation bias, you know, you go in there, determine that you are going to dislike this person because of all the things that you believe about this person. But you're right. If you go in there with that intent, I will find something. I remember years ago, I think it was Bono was being pictured with maybe one of George Bush, one of the, like, why are you doing with him with all the things he stands for, all the things he's done. And he said at the time, if you, dig enough you'll find something in common he was finding a connection and maybe he was smart enough to know that if he was ever going to change this person's mind about anything important as you said he had to have a genuine connection before anything
1: else was going to happen also that's the clients if it's people you find difficult if you do still choose to engage you tend to do a better job because you know you're going to have to work at it Yep. When you get a bit slack is the ones you think, well, they know who I am, and we just, it just all clicks and it all just falls into place. Yeah. Therefore, I don't really need to work. I don't need to prepare. And that's when it can get a bit slack. And it's the same with this connect, making the connection on what do you admire? Because we can sometimes then say, I like what this person does. I like what they do. They're on the same page as me. And therefore, what they have is they've come to a common conclusion. But they haven't necessarily got there through the same path. So they're not really connected. What they've just come to is the same conclusion. And that's fine. But I'll work. So for instance, I work with some CEOs and they'll say that the CFO were both on the same page because we both came to the same conclusion. And I've been party to both conversations and know that they're coming, they come to the same conclusion from a very different path for very different reasons. So sometimes just because we like the person or it's agreeable, we assume that the characteristics we're assuming are there. If you're an external coach for face-to-face coaching, one of the things that people will say, we need to make sure the fit's right. And I've always thought, well, what's what's the right fit? And I'll get explanations predominantly from procurement or HR or L&D, and they'll say, well, you've got to get on. You know, that the fit's got to be right. And others will say, no, that you've got to be the opposite because this is the bit they need to learn to deal with that character. So can you play the part of that character? Or I'll be told, oh, you're going great with them because they love coaching. So they're going to love what you do. But you still got to go in there and say, what do I admire in this person? What are the characteristics? So I still need to get their story to be able to pinpoint the bits that I can connect with them on. in in terms of the characteristics. Because then it's not about the fit being right. It's about the connection being there. That's what you're looking for. So
0: that's the connection with them. So I I want to influence this person. I love that you go in there, you actively look for things that that you can connect and and enjoy and appreciate with that person. But as you said at the start, it's a two-way thing. So is it enough that I've got a genuine connection that they feel it, is that is that
1: enough to to get a
0: connection
1: it tends to be a law of reciprocation um yes the more you connect with them the more they'll feel they okay. want to connect with you so I thought. you've got to go first and this is you influencing positively equally if you're going determined not to make a connection that's what you're going to get coming back as well yeah
0: that that makes lots of sense yeah
1: that and, and you'll be right but hey you know you're still a mile off but this is the
0: proactiveness, isn't it? So again, this is a chosen strategy this is a chosen approach and therefore you are going in there and making things happen, which comes back to the whole point of this is you choose to influence this person for, for good reasons obviously by going in there, finding things you to like about them or not to like about them, to admire about them allows you to connect and that will automatically
1: then happen to, to happen to you that makes that's good. And on that small bit, it's about admiring whether I like it or not. Exactly. It's said admiration rather than like or don't like. And therefore, it's onto the characteristics that sit behind it. And that is the same for an individual. It's the same for an organization. Right. You know, it's, it's the same for a purpose or a, a following that you want to be part of. It's all those things. It's about having that connection. It's not just in believing in what they say they do, it's getting that connection and the characteristics that drive why they do it.
0: It's so good. I mean, and I think back to myself as a young, younger guy, how you talked about bands, how you talked about stars, movie star, it was a characteristic. It's they are this. And you felt that that, gen, that kind of word connection and you admired them in a way that we don't... Ad- well, I don't admire people in the same way anymore. I mean, I feel like even my examples are quite hackneyed now. I need to go back and refresh and look at that whole boardroom of people, the whole green room of people I've got with me. Because that used to be a joy, wasn't it? To, to genuinely admire people was, was,
1: was fun. But the, the thing that stops people from doing that, and this has been a more difficult thing in this line of work when I've had these sessions with people, over the past 15, 20 years is that people are scared to admire in case they're proven wrong, you know, because stories come out about people yeah. they used to admire and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and then everything's blown up. And this is why understanding the reason why you choose to admire these characteristics, is an internal connection. It's a good one.
0: You're dead right. I mean, I'm thinking there's slightly similar, I guess, is I was working with somebody at a company, so I wasn't working closely with the guy, but I was looking going, why have you got this? And, but I realized I was asking the why in the wrong way. I should have been saying, I don't see it yet. What you've obviously got here for a good reason. What is it you are really good at, which I am missing? You know, what is it that you, that, that has propelled you to the stage that I can't see yet. And the moment you, you, approached it like that you will see a a load of amazing talents that this person's got but you're right i will make a connection i will find a connection if i go looking for it yeah
1: and this is really key in the wording of it most people will look at someone who's doing really well and say why them and not me yeah and so they will look for things that they think that person has got that they don't have because then that makes it make sense why they're there and they're there what do you admire in that person actually creates that connection, so that you can be positively influenced by it, rather than negatively disconnected. Love that. But typically, the question is, "Well, what have they got that you don't?" Well, uh, that just disconnects you from it. So, what characteristics do you admire in that person? That's connecting you internally, and that's the first place that it has to start. Love that. A lot of people, when they progress, Either they progress through promotions up higher in a business and get closer to the very top. Which happens an awful lot. Happens to most people who get coached. Or as you progress through a family, when you become child to teenager and then young adult, and then if you then become a parent or you know household or whatever, the closer you get, you get that sense of disappointment that the people you've admired from afar are not perfect or they don't actually have anything that you don't have. And then they get that disappointment, that disconnect, and they look to other people. Happens a lot with parents, where, as I say to, and being a parent myself, I've always said, as long as the boys are talking to me, I'm in with a shout because we've got a connection. You, yeah. As soon as they're not talking to me, then I've got to be concerned who else are they talking to. So who else is influencing? And so... What I've got to do with them is communicate in characteristics that they can relate to. This is what it takes. So that they're not looking from a distance saying, why is he doing that and I can't? So that connection on a level of characteristics is really important. Internally first, because that will determine the level of which you can connect so that you can then start to connect externally. And if you're not connected internally, you will not see the opportunities to do it externally. But if, unless you're connected, you have no influence on it. And that's the reason why we connect.
0: Yeah. No, this is good. This is good. i got to think a lot about this now. i got to go back. I look in my green room. got to see the heroes and the zeros I've got in there. I've got to refresh it a bit.
1: Open the doors, Warren. Let them in. It's a big room. <laughs> and there is some fantastic people out there, absolutely fantastic people. Some of the most exciting people around are about just now. And the great thing is they don't need to be current. They don't even need to be alive. You know, um, is to have that influence. Um, on a personal level, I had my father was not somebody you looked up to at all, but there was three guys in my life that were a real positive influence. You know, one was, was my father-in-law. Uh, one was my stepfather and one was my uncle. And the three of them are now gone and no longer with us but I actually have even a stronger connection to them now than when they were around. Lovely. Yeah. Cause I get to connect with them when they were at their prime, when they were at their best. And in some ways it's even easier to listen to them now because they don't go on and on about it. <laughs> you can sort of take the advice and say, right, okay, thanks very much. <laughs> but they are as strong an influence, if not a stronger influence now than, than I ever allowed them to be because I'm um, in a place where it's definitely about their positive influence, the characteristics, not just making the decisions they would have made, because I probably never made a decision that they would have made, but I can bring the power of their characteristics to it. And I have more confidence in them than I do in myself at times.
0: Uh, and you're dead on right. And this is, and this is the whole thing that like when you're reading, like Marcus Aurelius and all of these things you're not I'm not making the decisions that a Roman emperor was making a couple of thousand years ago and he's not doing this but you're dead all right how he was approaching it this is what you take from this reading isn't it you know this is what you take from these ancient philosophers is you'll never made the same decisions but the reasons they were making them a lot of the time stand
1: firm and stand true this is good. This is good. And those three levels of connection, and this is just the first level of connection, but it's the most powerful of levels of connection because without this, you'll not be able to do the other two. But this is first of all about that subconscious intuitive connection. Why that's so powerful is there is no barrier to it. On the emotional level, which is the next one, people can put up a barrier so that you don't get a sense of that emotion. And then the next one being the intellectual People can then put up barriers on whether they agree with something or don't. On this subconscious, intuitive level, you can do this.
0: So we're going to have to explore emotion and intellectual then properly as well, I think. Because we've spent a long time on the subconscious. Is the emotional and intellectual as well then? So let's do that another time. I think this is...
1: The other, the other, two, the other two points are more into the influence that happens after the connection. Yeah. So, connection on its own, this is what takes you to connection. With that connection, it's then what do you do
0: with it? So, I think that sometimes, you know, there's the awareness. say this is something you you may not have recognised is present, but is, and now you're aware of it. It automatically improves how you, how you're going to re- respond and act with it. You know, we regularly talk about stuff, which is here's a guide on how to do what you're trying to do a bit better. You know, let me take out some common mistakes and give you some pointers and hints. And then there's real inner work. And this is like a real inner work one, isn't it? You know, you need to go away and and really deal with this. And as you're talking, I'm already thinking the stuff I've got to do, which is great. I think this is where that is. Um, And I think the other ones may be a little bit more in the second bracket of now you understand it and then you do this. Here are some things to help you optimise those strategies, but you've got to do stuff like, it's like when we talk about purpose and all of this. Intent, everything else will fall out of this really easily if you've done that big bit of inner work first, isn't it?
1: Yeah. If you haven't done that bit first, the rest of it doesn't matter. It just becomes theory. Exactly. That's exactly how it feels. This is really good. I like this.
0: I'm interested to see who my who my Avengers are gonna be. Am I allowed like you know, I can have whoever I
1: want. I can have Iron Man if I want, can't I? You can and you can also choose not to share with people who you're picking more in in case they're judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) And you can extend beyond Marvel if you want.
0: (laughs) All right, that's great. Thank you, Steve. I'm gonna talk to you again soon. All right, this is <laughs> oh no, my frame of references are so bad. Jesus
1: Yeah, look, it's what you're working with, and you know, there's Churchill normally comes up, even Maggie Thatcher will come up with some people which is of everybody apologizes before they say that. <laughs> and then there's poets, there's storytellers, there's a lot of mums. Always more mums than dads.
0: Yeah, my mum popped up.
1: And then there's there's, there's a whole load of sports stars, film stars, characters in movies. You know, Braveheart's pretty popular up here. Um by yeah, the time you finish. You walk
0: in with your blue face saying, All Right then let's talk about your hero. Who do you admire?
1: <laughs> if you were free to choose.
0: <laughs> so, connection. There you have it. Enjoyed this one. I've even got some homework. I'm sure I'll get tested on later. Couldn't stop thinking about the stereo MC song though. Connected. I think I must have listened to that on a 12-hour trip about a hundred times when he had one cassette in the car. Anyway, one of the fun things about these conversations is that even though I've known Stephen for a long time, He always manages to find new angles and different ways of looking at things. He manages to make me smile and think and hopefully get a little smarter. So I hope you're getting similar value from these two. One small plug to finish with. Stephen has a site and a platform full of models and wisdom. If you're interested in becoming your own coach, um, the idea is self-coaching, then do take a look at his site coachpro.online in the meantime thank you for listening thank you for your support please continue to subscribe and to share it all helps in the meantime have a great week look forward to talking to you next one bye